In today's episode of Real People, Real God, Misu and Lindsay continue their Through the Bible character series with the story of Abraham and God's test of his faith, the command to sacrifice his son, Isaac. Hi, this is Misu. And this is Lindsay. Welcome back, everybody. We're so glad you could join us today. Lindsay, hey, how's it going? It's going all right today. I've uh, I've got a little bit of like a lockjaw thing happening today. Like oh, my jaw won't open all the way. Yeah. So, you know, I that? wondered earlier, is that something like if your jaw won't open all the way, is that like the Lord trying to tell you to keep your mouth shut? <laughs> or like what kind of thing? And what is That's that about? Like... I don't know. I, I'm hoping it will kind of work itself out. But uh, in the oh. meantime, it's a little bit sore and I'm hoping it's not... Not something that's going to get worse. Have you, have you been saying bad things? Have you? you I have know, not. You need to work on your your. I don't. Your ton, you know the tongue. You know is the... <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. And Ooh. we're going to go ahead and you know do this okay. podcast today. And if I'm supposed to keep my mouth shut, I suppose the Lord will have to you know, <laughs> make maybe, that more apparent. Maybe this will to redeem me. it. I you know. There yeah. we go. Oh man. Yeah. So, okay. anyways, I'm I'm doing all right, but a little bit all right. a little bit sore. Yeah. But how are you doing over okay. there? I'm good. I'm, I, you know, I've been cleaning out my books. So that's kind of a traumatic Ah. thing that I'm, I'm trying to let go. (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm trying to get over it. I'm trying to let go. So yeah, let's, let's talk about the Bible so I can focus on that instead. Get past it. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, (laughs) we're going to dive back into our Through the Bible character series today. And this week we're going to continue with our last episode about Abraham. It has been quite a journey through Abraham's life. There's a lot of stuff in there. There is. So today we're going to finish up Abraham's life. And last time we ended with the long awaited birth of God's promised offspring to Abraham and Sarah, which was their son, Isaac. So that was a glorious grand event to end with. Yeah. And in this episode, things are going to get a little bit hairy yet again. And once again, Abraham is going to have to trust God immensely with the things that are happening. So I praise the Lord for the examples of trust and faith that we have seen in Abraham's life. I am just loving some of those lessons there. So, Misu, why don't you get us going uh, with telling us what's happening at the beginning of this section of Abraham's story? What are the real people doing? Okay, well, we begin with um, Isaac being weaned from Sarah. And so that usually happened back in that culture, anywhere from two years old to four years old. And and it usually came with quite a celebration. So, you know, especially okay. um, with Sarah and Abraham, the, the age that they were, the probably the fame that had spread about this child mm-hmm. that was born to a 100-year-old man, a 90-year-old woman, this would have been quite a celebration. But you know what? Instead of celebrating, it turns into kind of a family haggling fest. Oh no! <laughs> uh, and Sarah, you know, kind of is like he's mocking my son. You know, and she fusses about Ishmael mocking Isaac and um, and and Hagar and that whole tension of this family comes out in this what yeah. should have been a celebration and. It's a and, real you know, family right of, there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sometimes these things happen at celebrations. Do. I mean, you know? really, seriously, holidays, isn't this what families do at holidays? Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, Sometimes that, a so. celebration is I, a good celebration. Sometimes it's rough. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, you know. I always used to wonder why my parents really struggled with 
you know, the holidays and right. sort of dreaded going to the holiday, <laughs> big family things. And now I so know, I, I so get it. But anyway, okay, so moving back to Sarah. Here's the thing. I think Sarah was, again, trying to orchestrate for God. I think hmm. she may have seen Ishmael's um, mocking and because Ishmael's, you know, he's a, a teenager by now. Um, and I, I think she's concerned that Ishmael may try to harm her son. Because oh. think about it, you know, her son is the promised child. God has said it. Ishmael was prophesied to be a wild donkey of a man hostile toward his brothers. And I mm -hmm. think she's very protective of her son, which is, is valid. I mean, you know, that's something. But Abraham, again, finds himself pulled between these two women and two sons. And so God steps in and he gives some instruction to Abraham, bless his heart. And he says, you know, mm -hmm. Abraham, don't be distressed about the boy and your slave woman. Ishmael and your slave and the slave woman. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you, because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. I will make the son of the slave into a nation also, because he is your offspring. So he's God's almost giving Abraham permission to allow Ishmael to go to separate. Mm -hmm. And we really see him having to sacrifice here. So tell us. Tell us, Lindsay, a little more about that. Kind of give us a, a fuller picture of what we're going to see happening in, in Abraham's life here. Yeah, well, he he does it again. He listens to what God tells him. He obeys. Um, when God tells him, listen to whatever Sarah tells you. And what she had told him was, I want to send this woman and her son away. Um, I want to send them away. And God tells Abraham, listen to Sarah and send them away, and I will take care of you, and I will take care of them. And Abraham obeys the Lord, even in that. And I am learning so much through Abraham's obedience. It is just a great testimony. Yeah. I love it. But we know, I mean, we know that he's not totally perfect. And thank right. goodness, because if he was, I wouldn't be able to relate to him. But yep. he really, really takes God at his word and trusts yes. him. He trusts God with everything. And mm -hmm. it's amazing. So yes. here in this section of the story, he's trusting God with sending away one of his sons whom he loves and his and that son's mother and trusting God with that. And this story today, we're about to get to the next part of the story with Isaac and how God asked him to give up Isaac there. And so this is a story of two sacrifices for Abraham, two sons whom Abraham loves, and he's asked to give up both of them, first Ishmael yeah. and then Isaac. And I just, Abraham just keeps trusting the Lord. I don't know how he yes. keeps trusting the Lord in all these things. In the, it really is In amazing. the face of all the things. Yeah. I mean, um, being asked to leave your homeland and your father and set out for a new place. You will have a son in your old age, LOL, JK, right? We talked about yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, your wife, Sarah, you will bear you a son in her old yeah. age. Come on. Um, I will bless all people through you. You will be blessed. Circumcision is a sign of the covenant for, covenant for you and all the males in your camp. Um, in the face of all these things, Abraham just keeps on believing God and trusting in him. And 
I don't know where he got that kind of faith, but I pray the Lord would work that kind of faith and trust in my heart because Abe just keeps on doing it. He just keeps on trusting. Yeah. And so, so our real guy, Abe, um, he gives his Egyptian maidservant and his son Ishmael, he gives them some food and some water. And he sends them on their way into oh, the desert goodness, again. Yeah. And this is not an easy thing for him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it might make his life easier with Sarah, but it's not an easy thing to send one of your beloved sons out into the desert um, and, oh and trust him to God. But he does it. And now this is a, a second time also that Hagar has been alone in the desert with her son. <laughs> Poor Hagar, yeah. I think. She's been alone in the desert with her son. And what does our real God do? He finds her there again and takes care of her. Um, he he gives her, uh, he, he shows her a well and he shows up to her and just takes care of her. And that is good for my heart. Just the way that he sees her and he helps her and he saves her is, it's good for my heart just to watch our real God do that in this story. So, Misu, what's happening next now that Hagar and Ishmael are gone? They've been sent away. What's happening next with the rest of the real people? What are they doing? Well, we kind of skip ahead a few years, so we we don't get a lot of information. But we do know, we can imagine what happens in the next few years. As much as Abraham loved Ishmael, we know that he's going to pour out his love just as much, if not more, on Isaac, because Isaac is the son, he knows now for sure, this is the son of promise. This is the son God promised to pour out his blessing on and to to fulfill all of the promises through. And so for years, we don't know how many, but some time passes. And most of the commentators that I've seen have said they think Isaac is an adolescent by the time God mm. now comes to Abraham and tests him. In Genesis mm. 22, verse 2, God says to Abraham, Take your son, your only son, whom you love. And I love it that God acknowledges that this is going to be hard, Abraham. I know how much you mm-hmm. love him, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you or on a mountain I'll tell you about. Hmm. And the other thing I love about that is um, it's a mountain I will show you. It's an ongoing relationship, an ongoing conversation, Abraham, that we're going to have on the way. So mm-hmm. it's not like I'm going to tell you this and I'm going to just cut off communication. You're going to go do it. I'm going to I'm having you do this. We're going to talk along the way. I'm going to Mm. keep revealing myself to you along the way. We're in this together. Mm -hmm. It's a walk we're taking together, Abraham. And I know this is going to be hard. I love that about our God. He doesn't just send us, you know, he doesn't just pat us on the butt and say, go on, be on your way and go do that. It's a a walk together. So what does Abraham do? The very next morning, he gets up and he obeys. Boom. Wow. Does it someplace yeah. to, to, he, he doesn't know where yet, but he's, he's just right. goes, he throws things on a donkey. He takes two servants with him and, and he leaves and he goes just like he did that huh. first call when God said, you know, leave your household, your father's household, leave your country and go to a place I will show you, you know, again, it's that yeah. same thing. 
can we just I, can we just pause the story here for a moment yeah, yeah. um and talk about this command though like a- yes. i love that abraham's obedience but let's just talk about this command for a moment this is there you go this is mm-hmm. intense um it this is. is kind of a horrific command really that's how that, yes. that feels to me i know we we yep. talk about this story a lot or this is a familiar story to many of god asking yep. abraham to sacrifice his son but that command take your son your only son whom you love isaac and sacrifice him as a burnt offering as a burnt offering Ew. terrifying that's it is. horrific i mean that yes. is a command that i really cannot cannot stomach i read this and i think really god what yeah. what yeah. and it's you know i know we haven't really been talking about jesus very much because we've been going through old testament characters and talking about right. how our real god interacts with people all throughout history even before mm-hmm. he sends his son and comes down but this is a moment where i just have to talk about jesus because the only thing yeah. that makes this story and this command even palatable for me is the fact that I know my God was also willing to do that later on, that my God was willing to sacrifice his own son on our behalf. And and that's what makes the story palatable. Yeah. Well, and, and let's, let's hold right there for just a minute. Okay. I think it's important that we do talk about Jesus right here because remembering that, that the Bible is one single story Remember, that's, I mean, that's our whole point in doing this study. The Bible is one single story that from, from start to finish one story Mm -hmm. with a lot of subplots in it. Abraham and his son is one subplot in that continuing Mm -hmm. story. But the one story is that God is, is trying to reconcile or reconnect to his, his creation that the, the Mm -hmm. fellowship has been broken. And a part of that reconnection is God, I mean, that he wants to dwell with man again mm-hmm. un, in unbroken fellowship. And, and ultimately that, that came to pass when he came as in human flesh. But when he did that to the, to the Jewish people, so much of of what he did when he walked the earth for those 33 years so mm-hmm. much of that would have have been reflected back on their on their heritage they would have they would have looked back at the the stories that they were familiar with from their heritage and they would have said oh yeah that's just like blank that's just like yeah. when Abraham sat, was going to sacrifice his son. That's just like, you know, yeah. so, and, and yeah. so this story so many, is, yeah, it's really a picture of, it serves Absolutely. as a picture for us mm-hmm. and for the Jewish people of what yeah. God was going to do. And God here is not, that puts it in perspective for me. God is not asking Abraham to do something worse than what he right. himself is willing to do. Um, right. And not even that, but when our real God sacrifices his son for us, he does it for a world that doesn't even deserve it. And yes. he's asking Abraham to sacrifice to an all-powerful, 
infinitely good creator God, a God worth sacrificing to. It's still Mm -hmm. hard to stomach, but God's not asking Abraham anything more than what God himself would do. And God would do it for people who didn't deserve it at all. (laughs) And that is, that's amazing. It's, so this is still a hard story and a hard command for me to stomach and for me to sort of wrap my mind around, but it puts Christ's sacrifice in clear view for me. And I think what you're talking about, the whole story of the Bible, that is, that's part of what it's meant to do is put that in view for us. So anyways, Abraham sets out with his son on this, this voyage of sacrifice and he seems to just, you know, be trusting God going full speed ahead. But Misu, what do you think he was feeling? If even I, if we think that this command is a hard one, what do Mm -hmm. you think Abraham, our real person was feeling about this? What do you think was going through his mind at this point? Well, yeah, I think as shocked as we are, think of how shocked he would have been. I mean, by this time, okay, if he's 100 and we were figuring up earlier, we think he's about 115 by this point. Yeah. If he's that, if he's that age, that means even if we figure from when he left Haran, that'd be 40 years, 40 years. And God has never asked him to do anything like this. Yeah. This this would be shocking to him too. Mm So, so he's got to be thinking to himself, okay, this is so unlike the God that I know, like the God I've been walking with and talking to for 40 years, something Mm -hmm. has to give here. There's, there's something up. So in, in verse five of chapter 22, when they arrive at the mountain, he turns to his servants and Abraham says, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Hmm. So I believe that Abraham thought that he was going to bring Isaac back with him, that God was going to do something. He didn't, I don't think he knew what God was going to do, but God was going to do something because let's face it. God said, it's Isaac that I'm going to bring all of these promises to bear through. And, and Hebrews eleven nineteen tells us a little bit about what Abraham was thinking. It says, Abraham reasoned that God would even raise the dead. And hmm. so in a manner of speaking, he did receive a Isaac back from the dead. So Hebrews tells us that Abraham maybe thought he might have to go ahead and kill Isaac, but God could raise him from the dead. So maybe that's what Abraham was thinking. So Mm -hmm. whatever Abraham was thinking there, whether he was thinking he was going to have to kill him or wasn't going to have to kill him, all we know is that Abraham believed God. And when Isaac asked him, where is the lamb for for the burnt offering? I mean, seriously, can you imagine your kids standing there with the wood piled up in his arms <laughs> and asking no. you that question. What would, hmm. And, and we, <laughs> Abraham man came up with the greatest answer. He says, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering. And when hmm. they got up there, what did Abraham do? I, I'm guessing he looked high and low for a lamb somewhere. Don't you think? They get up there yeah. and don't you think he looked under every bush, right. every, every nook and cranny to try to find a lamb somewhere. There's got to be a lamb. No lamb. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he starts building an altar. Oh, I think he built it really slow. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lord, anytime now you can just bring a lamb anytime, anytime. 
no altar or no lamb. Okay, so we're done with the altar. Now he's going to arrange the wood on the altar. Okay, mm-hmm. wood's done. Okay, now he has to bind his son's hands, hmm. bind his legs. Yeah. And now he lays Isaac on that altar. And now he has to lift the knife over his son. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute yeah. here again. Pause. We have to, I'm just going to keep pausing us in this story That's because good. there are some things That's that good. don't quite make there sense. There are some things that just are this. hard to, mm-hmm. yep. Like how, yep. how in the world do you think Abraham got Isaac bound and on that altar? Let's this talk is, about we're talking that. about a teenage mm-hmm. son. We're talking a about a teenage, teenage son who was big enough. And a 115-year-old father. Exactly. Yep. He's big mm-hmm. enough and strong enough at this point to either overpower his father or fight against his father or at least or run, run away. away from yep. this like he can you know so yep. how in the world did Abraham get Isaac bound on that altar the only way was if Isaac went willingly if Isaac complied like that's the only thing I can think of and remember remember Ishmael too Ishmael yep. let Abraham circumcise him when he was 13 years old a teenage boy yep. he could have overpowered yep. his father he could have run away from that but he trusted his father even to circumcise him. What is yep. with, okay, what is okay, with now, the men on, in this family? Wait, wait, just a minute. Now think about this for a minute. All right, we're talking about that foreshadowing of Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, there we have it again. That willingness of the son yeah. to climb up on that cross to allow yeah. evil men to sacrifice the innocent for the guilty. Because he trusted his father's plan. Because he Mm -hmm. trusted his father's plan. He trusted his father's love. He trusted what his father told him needed to happen in order for God's promise to be fulfilled. So, again, foreshadowing of Christ right there. It's really an amazing, seems almost crazy but really an amazing amount of trust that these a, that yes. these sons have for their father you know it's yeah. like does this whole family have some kind of gene like genetic extreme trust of, you <laughs> yeah. know but really i, I mean gene yeah. <laughs> right how do i, <laughs> I how do know. i come about that um yeah. but probably i mean probably it wasn't actually something like that it no. probably was more of a thing of they had i imagine this kind of trust came from an extremely loving relationship with their father. Um, yeah, it's already so been too. mentioned how much Abraham loved his sons. Yeah. And so I think these sons were responding in trust to a yeah. father who they knew loved them very well. Yes. Only a wonderful yes. kind love can really inspire that kind of trust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that's the same reason that Abraham extremely trusted our real God so much because he had seen and known real awesome love from his father in heaven and perfect love drives out fear, (laughs) you know, and so they were trusting. So anyways, this is a... It's weird to me that they were so trusting, but I I can only fathom that it came out of this close, yeah. loving kind of relationship that they have. So, okay, that was my yeah. pause button for that that moment. I so you were about to tell button. us. That yeah. was an awesome okay. pause button. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, that I'm was glad. Great. I'm glad you liked yeah, okay. it. So All right. I can All unpause right. and Abraham's, you know, sort of about to sacrifice his son. Oh, yeah, what happened? He's got his hand in the air with the knife. Okay, and so then. The angel of the Lord called out, Genesis twenty two twelve. Okay, anytime we see the angel of the Lord, like T-H-E, angel, mm-hmm. not just an angel, mm-hmm. but the angel of the Lord, that is what's called a theophany or 
a um, kind of an appearance of God in Scripture. Okay. So, so kind of like Jesus in the Old Testament is kind of okay. what that is. So I'm learning new big words of, today. <laughs> I know. How about that? Yeah. Theophany. I, I mm-hmm. you know, paid a quarter for that word before I could use it. But anyway, <laughs> the angel of the Lord called out and he said, do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, Abraham, because you have not withheld your son from me, your only son. And this, at mm-hmm. this point, he means your only son is in your only son of the promise. So um, mm-hmm. and, it, and then Abraham looks up and he sees a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. Mm-hmm. He calls mm-hmm. that place. The Lord will provide. I love that. Mm-hmm. The Lord will provide. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think the thing that, um, it is just hit me square between the eyes is the Lord provides whatever we sacrifice mm-hmm. and, Anything that we think is ours. Yeah. God has given that to me. And he said, hear me, Sue, I'm going to give this to you, whatever it is, blank, so that you can sacrifice that to me later. Hmm. That's hard. And I, I, I want to, I, I kind of want to say, why is that Lord? Why would you give yeah. that to me so that I can give it back? I kind of want to keep it. Thank you very much. Uh, especially... <laughs> Especially kind of my children, because I really, mm-hmm. you know, and that whole empty nest thing, oh boy, that, that's mm-hmm. a hard sacrifice. And, and he says, no, because see, I gave them to you for a time, but I, I have plans for them and I have plans for you that can only mm-hmm. be fulfilled when you sacrifice them to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Moving to a new town or to a new job, see, he has plans for us both only when that sacrifice, um, grieving of a loss, whatever that loss may be, mm-hmm. there are plans that can only be fulfilled when those are sacrificed. So, mm-hmm. and, and here's the thing that I'm learning and that is he does that so that I can learn to love, to give and to know him better through the process. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like that song that we sing in worship. He gives and takes away. He gives and takes away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. And I think yeah. it's through that giving and taking away that my heart becomes softer and more malleable, more moldable in his hands. So, um, yeah, it's that, so hard to yeah. it's so hard to hold our possessions loosely, I think, oh, it is. To, to hold them before God with open hands. And yeah. for me, how, how this struck me is it's hard for me to just thank God in the first place for the gift when mm-hmm. he gives it. You know, when I was mm-hmm. thinking, just reading this and how Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And up to this point in Abraham's life, God has already provided for him immensely. So many right. things in so yeah. many different ways. But this is the place where Abraham calls him the God who provides. And maybe this uh, isn't what was yeah. happening in Abraham's heart, but how that struck me is a thing that I do. Um, I thought, isn't it just like me to not thank God or acknowledge his provision until he provides a way out or until he provides this amazing way for the thing I love to be spared or to be uh, saved. Uh-huh, and then to be saved, yeah. I thank him for it. Or then I recognize mm. his provision. Um, but I often fail to thank God for the, the gifts as he gives them 
just just as he gives them day by day so many things he gives me i often fail to be grateful for the many blessings and gifts that my real yeah. god gives me each day but boy yeah, when one of those gifts is about to be taken away from me you better believe i can get really bothered i can get really uh, upset yep. about that i can get yep, all kinds too. of crazy yep. when one of those things like you were talking about when something's about to be taken away mm -hmm. um but then when God spares me from losing a thing I love, oh, I thank him profusely. Oh, thank you, God, that I don't have to bear mm -hmm. the loss of that. So I don't know. I just was thinking it seems that my heart yeah, still needs point. to work out some things about loving the giver, loving the mm. one who gives, the Lord who provides more than I yeah. love the gifts and remembering and knowing to be grateful each day to the Lord who provides, who gives, who yeah. blesses me in so many, so many ways. And so I think, yeah, I just feel like my heart still has something to learn about thanking oh, him yeah. in the first place for his provisions. Yeah. And I think, I think even Sarah and Abraham, even after this um, situation with the the sacrifice of Isaac, I think their hearts still had some things to learn um, because consider where we started today with Sarah doing everything humanly possible to protect Isaac's life from his mm -hmm. brother Ishmael. Now mm -hmm. think of where we are now where Abraham yeah. himself was almost took Isaac's life and, and think about what God is, is trying to show them here. It, Isaac is in my hands. His life is in my hands. And I, I think he, he, God is showing them that Isaac is mine to protect. Whether he lives huh. or dies, he's mine. And almost trying to loosen both Abraham's and Sarah's grip on their most precious, precious possession. Um, mm -hmm. can, I, can you imagine how precious this child is to them? Oh, yeah. And I think God is saying to them, okay, he's even more precious to me. So knock it off, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that's kind of some of what this sacrifice test was about for them was just so that they could realize that God's got this guys, you know, I've mm -hmm. got it. So relax. Mm -hmm. And um, I need to hear that because so much of, yeah. of what I cling to, I just need my grip loosened a little bit sometimes. Yep. So. Yeah. So tell us where the story ends, Lindsay. Well, this story ends after all this testing and everything. This story ends with our real God reaffirming his covenant with Abraham once again. We've seen him do this many times throughout Abraham's life. And, you know, we've seen Abraham build a number of altars to the Lord throughout his life. And here mm -hmm. he builds this yeah. altar for his own son that he's going to yeah. sacrifice it. The Lord provides a ram instead. And then the Lord speaks to Abraham, reaffirming this covenant like he's done before. And in Genesis chapter 22, we see verses 16 through 18, we see the Lord says, I swear by myself. I love that, by the way. I know. I love that when the Lord too. swears by himself. There's nobody else to swear, going by, to swear so. by. He just exactly. swears by himself, you know? So he, he says, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you've done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you've obeyed me. It's that same promise. It's that same covenant promise that he's been declaring to Abraham over and over again. 
And he says it again. Our real God is true to his word. He is faithful to do what he says he will do. And he declares it again to Abraham here. And this is why we can trust him. And this is probably what allowed Abraham to keep trusting the Lord throughout all the events of of his life and all the things that our real God asked of him is that our real God kept showing up and kept reaffirming this promise of the covenant to Abraham. And I think that's just so beautiful. And so as we wrap up today, my prayer is just kind of, oh Lord, give me that kind of faith and trust in you. And Bless us, bless me to make me a blessing to others. And would you show up and reaffirm your covenant with me when I need to hear it most? That's just kind of what I want to pray, kind of wrapping up Abraham's life here today. Do you have any final thoughts about Abraham's life before we finish today? I just think, yeah, what you said, it's the key to trusting him is just, is just reaffirming that relationship and just like mm-hmm. Abraham built another altar and God reaffirmed the covenant again, it was that back and forth relationship that built his faith. There was another brick in that that sturdy yep. wall of faith that you know that yep. they were building together, and and um, yeah, it's just that constant um, conversation that they they were having together that was reaffirming both ways. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so that wraps up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Wraps up Abraham's life for us, I think, our, our journey through his life. And that's also about all the time we have for today, I think. So, yeah. Misu, why so don't, don't you kind of sign us episode. off? Yeah. All right. You guys, you can subscribe on iTunes, Android, or Stitcher, or you can listen on my Friday blog at www misuandrews.com slash blog and the notes for each of our podcasts are available on the blog um, on the date of the podcast you can also post comments and questions there if you'd like if you want to have a question specifically for one of us please indicate that with our name either Lindsay or misu we'd love to reply to you okay well come back next time everyone and remember be real listening to real people real god if you enjoyed this episode please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on itunes we rely on real people to provide feedback and our real god to provide listeners